Hello, peace be upon you, namaste, and all that jazz, and welcome to Safe Abu Khan Deals, the show with no name podcast. Each episode, we get special guests that are either comedians, entertainers, performers, creatives, and the show is literally, hopefully, they will give you some insights into what has brought them to where they are today. Today, my first guest, and it's a very special longtime friend, is none other than the one and only Ahmed Al-Haridi. He is a dentist. He is a rapper, was one of the founding godfathers of the rap scene in Alexandria in Egypt, as well as one third of Comedy Bunch, an Alexandria-based bookers slash promoters of stand-up comedy events. And they've been running since, if I'm not mistaken, 2015, 2014? 2012. 12, my mistake. 2012. As you can see, I have a great team of researchers here. Phenomenal team of researchers. They, they learn how to use Google at an early age. Okay. Now, unlike other podcasts, which will not be named, where the host does all the talking and the guests do no talking, <laughs> this podcast is going to focus primarily on the guests because, you know, I don't need to be a diva. Not today. Not now. Okay. <laughs> so my first question for you, Ahmed, is... But Chief, Chief, hmm. Chief, my... If I may interrupt may. you, you, you are, you're already a diva. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. You love it anyway. But, but I have to correct you. I'm not one of the founding godfathers of rap in Alexandria. I've been rapping since 2005, maybe. But actually, rap was Egyptian rap was founded in Alexandria. Uh-huh. In, I might say, 1998. Oh, wow. By, uh, yeah, by Omar Buflut. Uh, he, he, he is the actual real godfather of Egyptian rap. So you'd be uh, like the Cypress Hill. Um, well, I did not capitalize on the whole rapping thing. I just had a, a few good years, hmm. but... I wouldn't say it's one of my strong points or uh, professions. Um, I actually, when people uh, ask me, what do I do? The first thing I say is I'm a dentist, um, part-time and a, a full-time entertainer uh, and stand-up comedian. I'm a full-time stand-up comedian now. Congratulations. And I would, <laughs> yeah, for like, what, seven, eight years now? Uh, and I would, inshallah, uh, I would God still, willing. God willing, I would continue being a stand-up comedian. Yes, no, no, inshallah, God willing, you will. Um, so my first question to you, and thank you for the corrections. As a, as we say to our dear listeners, we have phenomenal, fantastic researchers. So, what who is are your dear, who are your dear listeners? No one's listening. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> But they will. The numbers will grow. I'm optimistic. Okay. Okay. Less of the pessimism. Thank you. <laughs> what is something that you do before a show that no one knows? I won't even tell. If no one knows, I won't tell you. But um, I go to my happy place. <laughs> tell us about let your happy your, place. Let, let your imagination uh, take you there. Um, 
Well, I, um, what I do is I have actual recordings of, that's what we do, stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. We record our uh, stand-ups. So I uh, bring the best uh, performance I have and watch it like over and over and over and over. Um, and tweak it a little bit, see what, uh, what, what, what punchlines did I miss? Uh, what punchlines I hit and milk it more. Uh, backstage, backstage, I find a corner and face it, just like uh, boxers like a, do. Like a naughty boy. Oh, you mean you sit with your <laughs> no. back, with your back in the corner, or you exactly. sit with your face in the corner? My uh, my face in the corner, like a bad boy. And. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because and, boxers have their backs to the corner. You never see a boxer put their face in the corner because the other guy might come out charging before the bell. No, no, I I put my face in the corner and uh, like zone out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what would you say is a shareable secret of your success? That's something you can tell others like in an advice capacity. Um, I wouldn't say, uh, I've reached the point where I can say that, uh, I've reached success. You've reached success when, um, when you're full and, and, and when it comes to uh, entertainment and stand-up comedy, I'm never full. Well, that's the thing I forgot to mention in the bio intro that you've also been on Comedy Central Arabia. So that is in itself a successful milestone. Were you full then? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I've had milestones. But to be very honest, mm. the day I left Dubai, uh, I, I was looking forward for the next time I go to Dubai and perform there, do stand-up comedy to uh, uh, newer audiences of the Middle East. And I, I wanted to go to Jordan, uh, Saudi Arabia, which has a very strong comedy scene, uh, a comedy club. So you're never full. The thing is, the, mm-hmm. the secret is always stay hungry. Always stay hungry. Every milestone would just be a milestone, not a full stop. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I think I do. I think I do. It's sort of like you don't want to settle, but you don't want to stop and you don't want to, you kind of want to keep going to see well, where it well, takes you. Well, you're, you're content. You're content, mm. but you're never full. You never a, reach a, that a full like, stop. You, you, a bit like eating in Ramadan. Uh, <laughs> yeah kind of kind of there's yeah. all that food on the table but you're full and you can't eat anymore but you know you'll be happy if you could eat just that one more nugget or that one more uh, a, fr- a, fr- a friend of mine a friend of mine always says when you when you feel full just drink a sip of water and continue yeah, <laughs> a sip of water and continue restart you know, I, I don't know if you know this fun fact in history but henry the eighth king mm-hmm. of england Henry Tudor, the father of Elizabeth, the one with six wives, the one that my mother said if he became Muslim, (laughs) he could have avoided all the bloodshed. But anyway, um, he used to eat. And when he would get full, 
he would force himself to vomit what he had eaten, but then continue wow. eating. Like, yeah, it was sort of like, you know, he wouldn't let a full stomach get in his way, basically. I'm the king of England. <laughs> Fun history facts. Fun history facts. Is there someone you secretly admire or you look up to for inspiration that you that would maybe surprise us? That we would be very surprised by the fact that oh, you look up like Celine Dion as an example. Why? Why would I look up to Celine Dion? I don't know <laughs> because she, you know, Jamal she got far uh, in her career. You know, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, I admire her career, but um, someone look up from, from our circuit, as a creative, I look up to Islam Hussein. He's, he's out of this world. Islam Hussein? Yeah. Cairo he's an Egyptian. Canadian. No, he's, he, he is, 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 is super comical. Right. Uh, he wouldn't uh, uh, specify himself as a comedian. Right. But he's 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 super naturally funny. He's a creative uh, who does ads and, and stuff. He's a, he's he's a, a genius. I don't know the process of, of him creating stuff. And uh, and I don't know what's in there, but I would love one day that I would enter his mind and see what's what's going on uh from our circuit i look to to everything i look up to everyone doing it and making it in uh in our scene because egypt and the middle east is a it's a hard place for stand-up comedy so us doing it and doing it on a regular basis that's that's kind of a success Mm. And us helping each other and uh, you hosting me on your podcast, having me on your podcast that you're hosting right now and vice versa. Basically, all of us listeners, to specify way, roles. Never, to speci- way, li- I'm sorry to interrupt listeners. He's <clears throat> never invited me to his podcast. Continue. Because <laughs> we are in Arabic. I Arabic. And, and I sound and I sound like an idiot when I talk Arabic. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but I'm happy that you're starting your own podcast, by the way. Ah, and, it was and, only, a, yeah. I needed to do it properly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Each and everyone, I mean, Helmi, 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 you know, Helmi started out. He's going to uh, be coming on the show soon. I've, uh, I've arranged with him. Not sure when. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, start, he had his first gig in your show after I called you. That's true. Please book, please book him. Then Wasn't that in 2016? Uh, yeah, I guess 2016. April 2016 uh, with Jimmy. It was me and Jimmy and uh, Hedmi came on. Yeah, you were like, give him exactly. a shot. Exactly. Then he was in our show. Then he was in every open mic and most of our shows. And then, then he started his. Then he started his. I mean, he's the one. He's the one guy I always tell the student that beat his master. Not just beat uh, his ma- beat all <clears throat> the other fighting. Be, beat his teacher. Sorry, no, he, 
not Matt. He not beat Master. the academy. He beat mm. the academy. He, you know, I mean, he, <laughs> he surpassed all of us. The, and it's it's a, it actually, I could say, honestly, I do look up to and I admire him. And it, it's, I don't know. I mean, some people feel weird about liking people or admiring people that are younger but, than them. But uh, edit out the student that beat his master. Oh no, <laughs> hell it, no, hell no. The, the, the student that beat his teacher. He's I won't student. be able to edit this out of the audio. I'm the, that this listeners will hear that. <laughs> Video, I can guarantee, yeah, on the YouTube and the Instagram, they won't see that part, or maybe they mm. will. Okay. <laughs> but but for real though, you can do it. You can do it. For real. No, I'm not editing it. <laughs> Suffer. It's called karma, bitch. Oh, I was debating whether I was gonna like not swear or swear because of the kids. I, I mean I'm not gonna say the catchy next Tuesday word. I'm gonna try and watch the naughty language, but it's just because I know there are comedians that do like to swear naturally. Um How do you find inspiration for creating content, be it for online content or on stage? Like, how do you find what, what inspires you? For what again? Creating content, either be it like an like when you were doing that stuff for Comedy Central during the first lockdown that we had in Egypt, mm. you were starting to do the stay at home, stay safe comedy awareness videos well what whether whether it's your on brother stage. beat the crap out of you while you were gaming yeah yeah FIFA. so whether whether it's on stage or behind the camera mm. um you just let it flow naturally whatever content you're creating uh be it uh, a joke be it a video be it a song be it a play whatever Just let it flow out of you naturally and make it represent you. When I hear a joke of, let's say, Ale, mm. if I hear from anyone else, I would know that's Ale's joke. To point out to our listeners, Ale Sheikh is the other, one of the other three trinity of comedy bunch. There is Ahmed Al-Haridi, Ale Sheikh, and Muhammad Gamal Al-Din also known as Jimmy. Uh, these three are the comedy bunch. They are the original three amigos, three musketeers, three desperados of stand-up comedy and Alex. You know, they, they wanted to call it rubber band. <laughs> you know those, you know those, you know those Q-tips that we use to clean our ears? Uh-huh. Someone at Johnson and Johnson wanted to call them baby fags. What? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put a baby fag in my ear. What the honey? Did you get baby fags from the supermarket? <laughs> oh shoot, honey, I forgot. Go back and get some baby fags. Um, that would that would have been a bummer. But here's a bonus question relating to what you just said, because um, I find that really an interesting uh, point that you just said. Some comedians. It always, they always say that us comedians, we're depressed people, we're sad people, we go through uh, tribulations, it affects yeah, us of course. more. And sometimes you, I've heard you from time to time say the phrase, I've written nothing new. Uh, so you get what is like writer's block. So I'm, I'm guessing, the reason why I was asking what inspires you is when you get into that situation of writer's block, 
how do you undo the writer's block? How do you break the wall? How do you get to the other side of creativity? Like, what's your secret advice? A writer's block or a comedian's block or whatever block Creative you get block, is, the, yeah. is the shittiest uh, state of mind you could go in. Because uh, they can last a long time. Yeah. Uh, so um, what I was saying is the writer's block or the creative's block or the, mm. what, the, the F ever. You, you can't force yourself out of it. Yeah. You just let it flow, man. I don't know. I've had a, 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 a block of writing rap songs for over like four, maybe five years. The last song I actually wrote was in 2015, 2016. Last and full song. Last full song, yeah. But... On the course of the last eight months, yeah, I've been writing skits. I wouldn't say a song. I, I've been writing skits in the form of uh, disses uh, in, in in a comedic way. Go on, white rabbit. Under uh, under the hashtag of rhyme and roast. Why rhyme and why roast? Helmi uh, through Helmi Man events started the roast battle league the first ever uh, roasts in egypt the first ever roast in egypt yeah. and i was the first ever roaster in and egypt. roasted uh yeah <laughs> roasted uh, roaster and roast tea and i got i got roasted real bad By but i enjoyed harry the- potter <laughs> exactly ahmed asam a very good, um, phenomenal comedian, hoping to get him on the show. Inshallah. Exactly. So when, when coronavirus hit the world, mm-hmm. us, us comedians were stuck in uh, at home. Mm-hmm. We were stuck at home. We were stuck in a block for most of us. So what I basically did is I put myself in a mindset that you're um, you're like in a prison. You can't you can't do stand up. So and and we all want to do stand up and most of us comedians here in Egypt like slash love rap so what i decided is okay i can do this and i can do that so why not mix them both so i did and the first one i started to this was actually ahmed asal and payback yeah yeah and and that kick Kick started the whole uh, the whole movement. A couple of years but late, be, but b- before Ahmed Assam, before Ahmed Assam, I did mention Islam Hussein, right? Islam Hussein did a video. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, he played a beat and he was like doing gibberish on it. So what I did is I searched, I searched for the same beat he was using, and I actually rapped on it. Not, I did not diss him, but I was like, you can do it, man. And, and, and you can do a better so, job of what you just did, yeah, type thing. Exactly, exactly. So, the person that actually inspired Ryman Roast, uh, yeah. or, or helped, uh, create it, help create the yeah, concept, exactly, was Islam Hussein. Wow. Yeah, so I owe him, so I owe him that much. 
Because I was going to ask you, when did you know you wanted to rap? That's a two-part question. The first part is, when did you know you wanted to rap? And then how did that lead on to comedy? Like, what inspired you to go from rap to comedy? Because you hear about movie stars going into stand-up, and you hear about TV going into stand-up, but you rarely hear about singers or rappers going into Mm stand-up, unless there's somebody that escapes me right now. Okay, so uh, the first rapper I used to listen to, like properly, mm-hmm. was Eminem. Yeah, nonstop, every album, uh, EPs, singles, whatever. Uh, and I was inspired by his story and how he developed his uh, his style and flow and lyrical. Uh, skill uh and then i discovered that there's arabic rap through mtm y crew uh shaheen and and <clears throat> the the evolution of egyptian rap till this day uh, i don't till this fun day fact, uh, just to go back to eminem i once read in metro which is a free newspaper you get in london at the train mm. stations and tube stations. And it, I forget who the DJ was that was being interviewed about what is his favorite artist on his iPod. And he said Eminem, mm-hmm. because Eminem is one of those few rappers that can rap in two or three different voices in the same song. Like he, like if you yeah. th- remember the song Stan, he does Marshall, the rapper, and he does Stan, the fan. Yeah. So it's... So it, it, he's 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 amusing. So I uh, I was amused. I can see his he is inspiring. Him. I was I was doing my comedy around the time he blew up. Like Eight Mile came out was around the same exactly. time, and and even as a comedian, I found inspiration from the yo opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> you know, I even learned how to play that guitar riff. So it's, exactly. So when you listen to someone, you're inspired by. Mm. by default you copy and when you copy you copy to an extent that you find your own voice or own style and that would basically happen mm-hmm. that's it but then into the comedy uh like what well, inspired you to just suddenly say i can do this i started as a comedy buddy explain uh, to our listeners uh, what who might not know what a comedy buddy the is. comedy buddy is a comedian's buddy who listens to his material, his jokes, uh, listens to the whole set that he's got, corrects whatever punchlines that that are going to miss, adds value to whatever uh, jokes he's, he has. Hmm. So I basically started out as a comedy buddy to Alay Sheikh from 2010 maybe. Maybe before that, 2009, 2008, I don't actually remember. You can tell I do my research. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then Jimmy, you were, excuse me. You were Jimmy's comedy buddy? Yeah. Huh. I, I, I introduced him. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I guess that leads me to this next question, which is, and what is but, the secret? Go on, sorry. Wait, wait, I did not. <laughs> so when I was comedy buddy for for 
both comedians. Yeah. Uh, I thought, so if I add value to whatever they have, why can't I do my own material? And so, so I did. You did. And so yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, 2000 and late 2012, uh, beginning of 2013, I had my first open mic, did my five minute uh, set on a, an open mic called, what was it called? Uh, it an open or- mic. Was it here? Or it was in I... Alexandria. It was in Alexandria. Mashon Marich. Mashon Marich. How can I forget? Okay. Uh, I did my first five-minute comedy set, at which no one laughed. Oh, no. I, like, had zero interaction. You did a... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not to that extent... <laughs> But I had like giggles, but not laughter. You're 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 mean, man. You're mean. You're mean. <laughs> I'm just truthful. I'm just truthful. You know. Continue with your yeah. lame ass questions. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, lame ass bitch. So now that we understand that you pretty much you know hung around other comedians and rode their coattails. What would you say? I'm joking. What would you say? No, is the I, well, I could say that I did. No, you did. I would have. I would have so never. I would would have never been a comedian without following other comedians. But if yeah, I, but you if say I that, had but, not. But if I had that, not on, been been in the backstage with Ale uh, and being with him uh, to record, and I haven't been yet a stand-up comedian. If I haven't been there, uh, watched him when he uh, uh, threw punchlines that worked and punchlines that didn't, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have learned. So that's that's what I actually did. Uh, observing uh, Ale and Jimmy and Abdurrahman Kamel, who actually did stand-up comedy in Canada, uh, and Rami Borai and Muhammad Morgan and Muhammad Faru and Ahmed Sharawi. And Tahat Sui and 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 safe, safe, safe. <laughs> and and Hashim Al Garhi. And you learned from Hashim Al Yeah. Yeah. And leave what it at not that. to do. So um <laughs> I'll tell you honestly, funny thing is no, I, I mean we tease and 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 roast uh like uh, he is the founder of a Hizbil comedy which mm-hmm. is um, a platform of stand-up in Egypt, um, in Cairo. And they do a lot of nights. And I was the man, and when I, in that year that I was the managing director for his Bill Comedy, we actually had a show in Alexandria at Deja Vu. And the audience were... There was something weird. There was like a weird energy. You could sense it. You could feel it. I can't remember which comedian went on first, but you could feel it from the host. I think the first host was Hashim and the audience were not reacting to his jokes. And then the first act went on. They weren't reacting. And then you were in the audience. Or was it Khalid Adib? 
It might have been actually Khalid Adib was the first performer, and I think he yeah. was just like father, like son. Um, he was um like uh, <laughs> he was not successful. That, that not night. at all. He he was like you know, I, I, can we get Nate today? <laughs> type of <laughs> that. The, the, the was the, was that one with Demir Qaton? No. Believe it or not, it was because. Even before we brought Tamer on stage, because he was headlining, I think. I think I'm pretty sure he was headlining, and because Hashem wanted to twin host, which was a bad idea, it didn't work because we hadn't prepared on the journey from Cairo to Alex. We didn't do any preparation. And then before the show, instead of actually rehearsing, we walked what felt like you know the Fellowship of Lord of the Rings. And I felt like Gimli as we walked all along the Corniche, Corniche means the coast, to a seafood restaurant. And then we get to Deja Vu, the venue, and then we do our performance. And Khaled Adib, you know, you don't really want to be a Muslim Arab comedian and say he bombed, but he did bomb very <laughs> badly. Um, and you were in the audience and you walked up to us because you weren't on the lineup. And... But it didn't matter because what you said was along the lines the of day. along the lines of put me in, coach. It was literally like that kind of put me in, coach. I can score a touchdown, you know. I, I can me, get a let goal. Let me save the day. Let me save, and you did. You actually got up there. You saved the day. You turned the energy around from a room full of people that were like, "What the? Why are we watching this?" Why are we spending money on that? And these I was a, a I was a beginner back then. I and was you a were a beginner. This was back in the early days of like when you still had hair and you were still in the stage of like trying to grow a beard, but you're like you couldn't. Why, why do you have to bring this up? Because I'm I'm going through the radiation <laughs> sickness balding myself. So you know, like okay. if we Good chip in you. together, we can get that medicine. We can sort of restore our hair in installments. You know, I don't know. It's, um, <laughs> what is what is the secret of the comedy bunch success over time? Like, what would you say is the core of the success of the comedy bunch in particular out of all of us players in Egypt? Um, that's um good question yeah that's a good question well we learn mm -hmm. what to do and what not to do and what not to do is like uh, a nuclear waste area we do not go there we don't Like, do we, do we have many nuclear waste area news <laughs> to me? I mean, I, mean, I know there are areas that smell and make you feel radioactively sick, but go on, please continue. I mean, we, we don't, we don't, we don't like risk, take a risk that on, on, on a venue or um, a date or that wouldn't put our shows in a perfect situation we are a little bit of not picky not a little bit we are perfectionists if the audience i mean we put uh we put the audience comedians mm. the the walk-on the walk-on music 
the setting, the lighting, the sound, everything. If it's not perfect, that we're not going to do it. And we're, we're, we're aligned on that. If, if everyone's not happy, then there's no show. Our main mission, our main goal is that we are happy. We're, we, that we're, we're getting paid and the comedians are getting paid and sums that were, would be satisfactory to them. True, the audience would. They do pay very well the comedy bunch. <laughs> has to be said. Has to be said. I've been paid very well with the comedy bunch gigs. The audience has to be mesmerized by our shows and mm. the energy. The, the the secret for our success as a comedy group um, that we're aligned uh, most of the time, that we're friends, we do this thing with our hearts, minds, and souls, mm. and and we get along. Sometimes we get, <laughs> we get along. Sometimes tempers do get frayed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's funny because like, uh, I, I, like I have two different gigs in my head and I was the weighing which one to mention, which one not to mention. Because in terms of perfectionism, I know exactly what you mean. Because there was once an open air gig that we were doing in March 2014. And as you know, an open air gig is a nightmare gig if it's not done right. And even yeah. if the even if the sound is okay, there are certain criteria factors that can make it a horrible event. And before the show, like weeks before the show, we had arranged with the venue that they were going to provide bean bags. And this was at Zamalek Fish Gardens, which is like a park in the middle of Cairo. When we arrived at the venue, the bean bags were not by the stage, they were scattered throughout the park. Mm -hmm. And the the beanbag king, I, I forget the, 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 the guy's <laughs> name. But the, he, the, he introduced himself. He was like, Ana el beanbag king, which means I'm the beanbag king. Oh, Morni, what was what, what is your request? And like I remember telling him in Arabic, um, and I won't do what I said in Arabic, but I was so that I don't we I'll just do the one time for our listeners, they'll be like, what? But then they'll hear the English. So the Arabic I was telling him. Bus el Masafa, and then I learned I learned out recently that Masafa is not the same as this. But I meant the distance. Like I was like, in Masafa bein al Karasi or Masrah, lazm yikoon mish akter min metr. And there's no bean bags. Like there's like, the, and we need the people to be seated. And the guy was giving me the beanbag king was being all majestic about like why man you know in Arabic why do you need to have the chairs don't worry about it you know which basically means forget about it what's the problem forget about it you don't need no chairs you know people will stand it'll be like Shakespeare's theater in the round you know people will go crazy for that old 14th century 16th century style of entertainment right oh am I talking sense no, he wasn't. So then I was like, look, and I explained again in Arabic the logistics and what we needed. And he was again being like cocky. No, you don't need them, whatever. And then I said, finally, I said, okay, 
maybe I need to say this in English. And as soon as I said that sentence without even finishing it, he was like, okay, okay, I'll go get the beanbags. <laughs> like, uh -huh. seriously? Uh, but uh, in relation again to uh, perfectionism and I told you so moments, there was once a show that you and I did where it was a comedian, we will not name names and I won't even mouth in the video, but there was a comedian that was performing and you had told me this person is headlining. And I said, yes, don't worry. I'm sure he's gonna be great because I just heard his voice recording off his phone the night before the gig. And it sounded like a comedy night. You know, that energy that goes between the, the comedian and the audience and the, the back and forth and the laughter, 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 and even moments of applause, laughter. So it sounded like a good gig, you know, you'd think it's a good gig. But obviously what you hear is very different to what you see and what you saw or what we saw that night was a night where you literally, as he performed and as he bombed, you looked at me and I was like, <laughs> Don't you dare you didn't, say You it. didn't say anything, and I just gave you the finger of, like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And then when we were outside of the going down the stairs, you looked at me again, and I was like, okay, okay. Didn't I tell you so? Yes, you did tell <laughs> me so. Um, but we were... That's cheers. The, cheers. Yes, no. Um, uh, absolutely. Prost. Mm. Ahmed, this has been one of my favorite. I've done a few podcasts here and there. Like I have, yeah, because I told you I, so. <laughs> I was saying I've partaken in a lot of podcasts over the years, but this <clears> is by far. I'm gonna have to say, for the sake of other people, so that their egos don't get hurt, my second favorite podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> you are my second favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and um Yeah, you know, you know my first favorite is Kobaitin Ahwa. <clears throat> yeah, so. well, this is where you're gonna have a shameless plug. Now I'm gonna explain to our listeners in the Middle East that will be hearing this for the first time these words shameless plug. What means shameless plug? Yani Fisha Hai? No. Shameless plug means that they have no shame and they're going to basically prostitute themselves on my podcast. What have you got going on that you want our listeners and the listeners of this podcast to focus on what you got going on these days? What's going on with you? Go. Well, I'm sorry for all English speakers that I can't provi provide anything that would be of uh, you, your entertainment. But for Arabic speakers, um, follow me on uh, on my various uh, social media platforms. They're all called Ahmed Al-Haridi. And follow my hashtag, uh, Rhyme and Roast, and my podcast, Kubaytin Ahwa. It's on uh, Podio application. You can hear my voice on... Um, uh, voiceovers as well as safe we do voiceovers as well we, we do i help ship hub application <laughs> ship he, hub application ship hub. and he did ship. Uh, ship hub. not shit i bet i was very cautious not to say shit 
But we did fool imagine, around. We did fool around in the recording studio. Imagine, imagine if there's, imagine if there's a, a, a listener who works for Ship Hub. Shit Hub. Shit Hub. <laughs> from, the ma- from the makers of Pornhub. <laughs> shit Hub. Where you could watch people shitting. Exactly. And introducing so, the new toilet water camera. <laughs> So um, yeah, and with that, that's, vision. <laughs> that that's about it. That's what I do. So cheers and be on this podcast. Night vision. We're camera. we're safe as acting like an idiot right now. So yeah. <laughs> Takes one to know one, Seamus. Oh. Cheers. No, no, seriously, no, thank you. Well. Uh, I will write down all the details in the posts that come with this and the correlation. So there will be all of Haridi's social media tags in the Instagram posts. And on the YouTube channel, there will also be links to Ahmed Haridi on all of the different platforms. This will be launching on Anchor FM, which has an unlimited data storage. They do not pay me to say this, but I am happy to say that Anchor FM are the only exclusive podcast providers that give you an unlimited data storage or until they change their mind in terms of <laughs> It is in the will it's of Allah. Fun. It has been fun. Thank you very it's much, Ahmed Al-Haridi. Peace be upon you. Namaste. And welcome, and thank you for listening to The Show With No Name with Saif Abu Kandil and his guest, Ahmed Al-Haridi. <laughs>